Welcome to the podcast. This is a space where we tap into our truth, our essence, where we go to the depths within to seek our wounding and find a way to transmute it. These conversations will not only set ourselves up for amazing changes within our lives, but will also allow us to hold space for those around us. I believe that through these conversations, we will start to heal the feminine and tap into our divine essence. And then we will be able to hold space for the divine masculine, calling them up to a greater version of themselves. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful humans. I am excited as I am most times when I sit down to report, record a podcast to bring this information through to share the wisdom, the experiences that I've had in my life in hopes that it helps someone on their own, on their journey. And today I want to talk to you about reclaiming a love for yourself, the evolution of the love that you cultivate within. For me, this was not always the case. Um, For a very long time in my life, I was very much in my masculine energy, very much in my pushing, forcing, doing beyond the limits of my body, beyond, you know, even what I wanted to do in my mind, just driven by expectation driven by this old programming of my worthiness being attached to how much I do, how much I achieve, how much I accomplish, constantly looking for validation outside of myself, seeking a fulfillment, a satisfaction, a love, a peace within that I thought I was going to receive outside of myself. And after my separation, My separation was actually, you know, probably the true beginning of me coming back home to myself, coming back home into my body, coming back home to my feminine essence, coming back home to finding uh, divinity within, coming to a place where I actually intentionally started to cultivate a relationship with myself and in many ways, made that the primary relationship in my life, made that the number one focus for a period of time. And there, through that process, through that coming back home, there was a lot of healing that needed to be done, a lot of mending within, a lot of reconciliation of the way that I showed up, the things that I allowed in my life which forced me to look at my boundaries, my standards, my self-worth, what I thought of myself, how much of my own being and my own truth I was prepared to hold in conversation and in relationship. And there were a lot of moments, a lot of times in between, a lot of tough conversations that I had to have with my inner child And for any of you that are stepping into this work or any of you that have done this work, you know that 
this is not an easy path, you know, to really look at yourself, to open yourself up to everything that you've experienced before, to take radical responsibility, to come back home, to truly heal these patterns within ourselves. It takes a lot of power. It takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of fortitude. And sometimes it takes, it takes time. And so one of the things I want to share with you is a letter I wrote to myself. I titled it, The Evolution of My Love for You. And it goes like this. Dearest Ashley, I didn't always know you were the one. I questioned you. I shut you out. I didn't let you feel. Sometimes I was the one to ignore you. I held shame and guilt for the way I showed up for you. I felt shame for saying yes when our body was clearly saying no. I felt guilt for pushing past our limits. I felt overwhelmed at how disconnected our relationship had become, not knowing how to get back to a place of cohesion. And in an effort to mend our relationship, I sat with you often. I listened. I held space for you. I honored you. I didn't defend when your little voice screamed at me. You didn't protect me. I shared my wisdom with you. I reminded you again and again, it would be okay. It took me showing up consistently and honoring my word for you to believe I wouldn't abandon you anymore. It took strength, courage, trust, and faith in our evolution to get us here. It took a reclaiming of our power. It took discussions around what it meant to be a woman. It took deep consideration for where we allowed others' opinions to trump our own. And then there was a day, the day I decided you were the one. It's always been you. It will always be you. I love you, Ashley. This has been, you know, almost two years in the making at this point. And the, the level, you know, the, the pain, the tears, what feels like the destruction, the dismantling, the overwhelm, the discomfort that I experienced in going through and healing these parts felt so big at some points, and yet they were only heavy until they weren't, until they were transmuted. And, and what I've really noticed through this process is every part of me just wanted to be seen, loved, and heard. Every aspect of me, every iteration of me, the little girl inside, the teenager inside, and some of those versions were still, because I had been, well, my understanding, or the understanding I've come to is, because I spent time ignoring these versions, ignoring what was being shared, ignoring what was being felt, it's like those versions were screaming louder and louder until and almost like 
tantrum form. They couldn't be ignored. And there were parts of me in various relationships that I had muted, that I had lopped off, that I had shifted in order to feel worthy, in order to feel accepted, in order to fit in. And it really felt like bringing back all of those parts of me, all of those things that I questioned whether or not people would like, and giving them a seat at my proverbial table, letting them be seen by me, letting them be acknowledged by me, letting them be loved by me, giving them compassion for doing things out of protection, giving them love for showing up in a way that they thought they had to, and really understanding the experiences that each version of me had at that age and as the woman I was today. You know, I really question sometimes, it's like, where where maybe within me You know, if I imagined younger versions of me being a child in my life, what conversation would I have with that child in order to give them perspective and wisdom that I had acquired today? And I had those conversations with myself. Where did I make something mean something that maybe didn't? Where can I rewrite the stories within? Where can I really look at the ways that I just didn't know what I didn't know or the ways that I protected myself or the things that I thought I needed to do for whatever reason and just gave so much space, so much love, so much honoring for those parts of me, really allowing each one of them to show up at the table. And so my invitation to you is Where in your life, where externally are things being mirrored to you that might truly be coming from within? I didn't have, I didn't trust other people because I didn't trust and couldn't, hadn't developed a relationship of trust with myself. I had abandoned myself over and over again told myself to take a seat, stay quiet, suck it up, do the thing. And so a lot of what was being mirrored back to me was that in my relationships, because I believed that the things that I felt, the things that I thought weren't worthy of space. And so I didn't share them or I muted them or I kept parts of me hidden. And what I attracted were people that were a match for the version of me that I was putting out into the world. And then if there was a point in that relationship where I felt comfortable to reveal more of me, it still felt like those parts didn't fit because I never gave them space to fit in the first place. So it was my fundamental belief in myself and what was available in every relationship that attracted me to the relationships where those things actually became true. And so the evolution of my own love for myself, the evolution of connecting back to who I was, 
was this deep reverence and understanding of all of the parts of me and my part in co-creating the relationships and the experiences of my life. In a fear, in a moment of being fearful, of fully being seen, I kept parts of myself hidden and attracted people that were a match for the pieces that weren't hidden. And so it ends up being, you know, I was creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I didn't believe I was worthy of love because I didn't show myself love. I didn't believe I was worthy to be chosen because I hadn't been choosing myself. I'd been self-abandoning. I didn't believe I could trust others because I couldn't trust myself. And so I acted, I put myself into the world with those beliefs and acted accordingly. And what I received in relationship was people that mirrored just that. So where can we, I, I firmly believe that everything that we desire can be cultivated within. But it does require, in my experience anyway, it does require a commitment, a strength, a willingness to look at ourselves, to really look at who we are, to really look at how we show up, to really look at what it is that we believe and what it is that that is co-creating in our world. I hope that there's a moment that you have for yourself to try this on, to move through something in your life. I'm not going to profess that it is easy, but it is more than worth it. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for doing the work. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for holding space. And thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. It is my absolute honor, pleasure to hold these conversations to have a space for these transmissions to come through. It is my belief that through these conversations, we start to heal ourselves and send ripples out into the world. I know you are ready for this. I know the world is ready for this. If you are already thinking of someone else who needs to hear this podcast, I would be absolutely honored for you to share it. And if we're not already friends on Instagram, please come find me at Exponential Alchemy. I will see you soon.